News, politics, and special guests with a Texas twist. That's the goal of the Luke Messias Show. Our nation and state are at a crossroads, and if you're not informed, you're not equipped to make the change our community needs. Join the conversation and join the cause for liberty today. Welcome to episode 107 of the Luke Messias Show. I am joined by my friend, Brian Slayton, also freshman Republican conservative state representative from here in Austin. We've got a couple different issues we're going to tackle today. Uh, Brian joined us last time on episode 78. If you haven't gone back and listened to that episode, you should. It is the testimony of somebody who decided to uh, give his community a better chance at representation, ran for three different Times. I mean, he literally ran, and we worked with him back in, uh, I guess it was 2016, and then 2018, and then 2020. And he got 49 and 48% of the vote the first two times, and 59% of the vote the last time he ran. And now he's been a fantastic conservative representation representative here in Austin. But that episode really just goes back into that whole story. So if you haven't listened to episode 78, go back and listen to it. But today, we're in the middle of the session, and uh, we're going to get started here. So Brian... Uh, The Steve Adler Public Restroom. This is a bill you filed today to take a specific little portion of downtown Austin, a little strip on the highway. And uh, everyone knows that Austin has this massive homeless problem. I mean, it is. And it is not a problem that was there four years ago or six years ago or eight years ago or 10 years ago. And we had homeless people. 10 years ago and eight years ago and six years ago. But the city specifically decided to basically um, remove any restrictions to homeless people. And now they're allowed to go anywhere. So, of course, they come to Austin and they just live anywhere they want. And they've created this massive public safety issue. And you've decided to bring attention to that by saying that Mayor Steve Adler, who's the mayor of Austin, we should take this little portion of I-35 and underneath this little bridge – it's like a homeless encampment. I mean, there's all the tent, tents and everything right downtown. Tons of people living under there now. So you think we should title that the Steve Adler Public Restroom? Where'd you uh, Where'd you come up with that? Well, just sitting around talking uh, with my staff, for instance. Well, even before that, yeah. everyone's talking about it in Austin. If you make conversation with anyone you barely know, they're talking about it. And so as we were talking and going through scenarios and other things, we'll just the way my brain works, yep. I thought it would be fitting to name it because, you know, a lot of elected officials want to be remembered. They want yep. their name <laughs> on something. And I was like, that that may be something that would work for him. Yep. So that's where it came from. So you uh, got a couple different headlines early on when you showed up because you offered an amendment on the rules, which an amendment like this I don't think had ever been offered before. And um, and you said that you thought, you know, renaming bridges and highways is something that, that the legislature has done before a lot historically. And you had said, hey, before we pass any of those bills, uh, we should abolish abortion in the state of the Texas. And, um, or have a vote on it. Have a vote on it, right? And and so a lot of people go, wait, we're, we're debating the rules. Uh, we're not supposed to debate policy. But you got up and said, no, let's prioritize these things and um, – and that didn't pass. Uh, you know, I guess 40, 46. A majority of your Republican colleagues endorsed that idea, mm-hmm. right? They said, hey, that's a great and one idea. Democrat. Yep, and a Democrat. There you go. What a patriot Ryan Gian is. 
and what a bipartisan yeah. amendment it was. We should uh, we shouldn't we shouldn't talk too much about Ryan. We'll get him in trouble. Mm-hmm. You know, they're gonna like send this video into all the Democrats and be like, these conservatives like that guy. But I don't care. Absolutely. He's a good guy, nice person. Okay, um, so you filed this bill. It's out there. We'll see where it goes. Uh, but it is a it is an interesting and unique take on on the homeless issue. And and again, I mean, what would happen if conservatives actually started calling out the left for what they do? You know what I mean? And we talk about this. I mean, you have all these Democrats. I think it's interesting. Democrats are trying to strip names from everything, mm-hmm. right? Diane Feinstein Elementary School is not allowed to be that because of some vote she took back on the civil rights issue. And we can't we got to rename every high school that has anybody's name. Mm-hmm. So what you're doing is, hey, well, Steve Adler's the mayor of Austin. Let's put his name on a bridge in Austin, you know, mm-hmm. but commemorate him for what he's accomplished. And unfortunately, that's his record. And it's fitting as well. I mean, it's spot on 100%. So House Bill 3 was filed on Friday. Mm-hmm. Um, and so on this show, we covered this on, on Friday with Matt Rinaldi and Tony McDonald. It's, it's, it's a big bill. Now, House Bill 1 and 2 have to do with the budget. I mean, it's the, it's the budget and uh, the supplementary, supplementary you know, budget um, spending bill for for filling up the holes last time. So this is the next in line, and it is a massive pandemic bill that's going to cover a ton of things. But the the short end of it is essentially it takes the last year of gubernatorial action. Now, every single state has handled things differently, right? I think there are 15 states in the union that don't have a mask mandate statewide right now. Mm -hmm. Um, Texas does. And, um, And then you have, you know, various different things playing out. So Every state has handled it differently. Every governor has handled it differently. And then different governors have had different amounts of authority. But the last year in Texas, our governor basically declared an emergency and then used his emergency powers to pass all sorts of mandates and rules that were basically treated like laws during that time. And this bill takes all of that and basically says, we're going to put it in its own section of code and make it clear that all of that can happen again. So it can, you know, basically... Everything that was done can be done again, a carbon copy of it, and it's legal and it's right and it's endorsed by this legislature in 2021. So, I mean, you went, y'all were home at that point, but any conversations that have happened? Have you talked to anybody about it? Have you looked at the bill? I and mean, what are your general thoughts on the pandemic issue and executive powers? I mean, you come to this with a particular perspective and worldview. So what are your, some of your thoughts on it? Well, people I'm talking to out in East Texas, my yep. constituents, they do not like what's happened through this whole pandemic. Um, they've seen businesses shut down, you know, churches shut down, other things, and they are furious. They don't want anything like that to ever happen again. Mm. And uh, that's been for almost a year now mm. how, how their uh, thought process has been on this. And it's even more so now because... Uh, it's just gone on too long, and it's. Uh, I can tell you, they the people I've spoken with are not happy. This is even a bill being presented. Hmm. Uh, they're not happy. They don't think it is a proper uh, direction we should go, because many people feel like the governor overstepped mm-hmm. his bounds. Yep. Well, if we pass this, then yep. the next governor or some future governor could be a Democrat governor. They could overstep 
from there. And mm-hmm. it just is a growing um, um, amount of tyranny, uh, control over our lives. So uh, I haven't really spoken with anyone that says they like it. Mm. Um, <clears throat> I know the Republican Party has its list of priorities, mm-hmm. right? And you have, I mean, constantly put out there that that's, that's kind of one of your roadmaps that you're using to kind of determine success for the session. So these are nine different mm-hmm. issues, and you're working to advance them. And one of those is a restraining of executive powers. Mm-hmm. And so this is the Republican Party saying, hey, we need to restrain executive powers. I know that uh, Matt Schaefer, another one of your colleagues in East Texas, just last week filed a bill that said the governor can make no laws, right? I mean, the legislature has to make laws. The governor can enforce the laws. He can implement the laws, executive versus legislative. And this bill basically cedes that authority because it says the governor can pass these executive orders. They're not law, but they have the full effect of law, Mm -hmm. right? So, I mean, you're a legislator. Does that basically remove your ability to legislate in the midst of any type of crisis? Oh, yeah. Uh, So... What's crazy in this, if, if you think about it, not in a vacuum, you know, not just compartmentalized, like what's happening in Texas and is this a good solution for Texas? Yeah. Think about it in the full context of what we have going on with Joe Biden, all the executive orders and everything going on in D.C. So we literally could have one person looking at that and saying, how dare they? No, 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 no. By the way, you need to support House Bill 3. I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't understand how, you know, the the thought process, if you think what the federal government's doing, our new administration in D.C. is doing, if you think that is bad, how is this good? Mm -hmm. How is this productive? How is this bill going to be a model or anything to stop what is going on in D.C. and Mm -hmm. send a message? Mm -hmm. Follow the Constitution. Respect our liberties. I mean, yeah, so, yeah. If we don't have separation of powers in Texas, twenty months out of the year, then how are, <laughs> how would we be surprised that there's not separation of powers at the federal level, mm-hmm. right? How could we, and and that's what happens with a lot of politicians, right? I mean, there will be a Republican legislator in a state that will back policy like this because their governor wants it and their party wants it, and then they'll run for Congress, and then a month later they'll be saying. The overreach of the executive is crazy because President Biden mm-hmm. is a president, right? So mm-hmm. it's it's often not looking at things from a lens. I think one of the things we all respect about the founding fathers is they seem to basically look at things and go, how could this get used by somebody I don't like, right? And oftentimes when people are in power, they go, I'm, I like what I'm going to do with this power, so I'd like to give myself this power. And then the point is that it's about politics. You know this. I mean, you ran and have lost and have run, ran and won. So just because you are in power today doesn't mean you're going to be in power in That's two right. years. Mm-hmm. Um, so we have HB3. We have the Adler Public Restroom. We have nine Republican priorities. We have various different policies. The legislature has been moving at the slowest pace it's moved at in the last decade. I mean, really, I think it's probably much more than that. I just think that most analysis that I've seen hasn't gone back more than the last five sessions, right? But in the last five sessions at this point, I mean, half the bills that were filed would have already been referred to a committee, and it's 20%, and those weren't even, you know, referred until Friday. Um, So it's a couple weeks behind. 
the legislature is leaving. I know that you have voted against leaving pretty much, I mean, the last three weeks. Every right? time it's been up for a vote, I voted no. Yeah. And so why? Why did you vote no? Well, I believe that I need to work. There's a lot of issues. Um, even before the winter storm or before coronavirus, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. there was a lot to do. Mm. And um, I believe my constituents want me to work. They want to help continue well, to fix things in Texas, but they want to stand up to D.C. and say no. That's what my constituents want. So that's why I voted no. I didn't think we needed to be taking time off because we are running out of time. Mm-hmm. I mean, when, we, when you think about it, what, what's consuming a lot of people's thoughts right now is everything involved with the storm, which was a horrible thing, right? And there's definitely some problems need to be fixed. Then we go to the coronavirus, executive overreach, shutdowns. Mm-hmm. There's a lot to fix there. And no one is talking about the main issues that helped get me elected, and that was people want to see abortion ending in Texas. They want property tax relief. Think about that, property tax relief. We're about to come here in a few months. People are going to start getting getting their appraisals. Mm. And, and so just as we get through all this, they're going to be frustrated, and we're going to be ending session, and here we are. We haven't been talking. One last thing. Coronavirus has been telling us, oh, you have to social distance, spread out, everything, right? Can't have this many people in a restaurant or store. You're, you know, wear a mask, everything. But as far as I can tell, our, our schedule hasn't changed. Everybody's life changed. Small business owners, their, their livelihood and lives have changed. How people operate, even visiting family has changed. Everything's changed. Mm-hmm. But our schedule with how we take care of things is kind of just like the other sessions. Mm-hmm. I mean, we even have some, some emergency items from the governor, and we haven't touched those. Mm-hmm. And, and so one of the, the, the reason we have an emergency item set up, right, the way the rules handle things, Constitution, all this different stuff, is that if the governor introduces emergency items, y'all can be handling those now. Mm-hmm. You can take those up now. To the floor. And if the legislature did have committee hearings on these issues, debate these issues, bring them through committees, bring them to the floor, that could get done so that as soon as you could take action on the Republican priorities of abortion – constitutional carry, strong religious liberty protections, banning Mm -hmm. sex change surgeries on minors, y'all could actually accomplish those things because you would have already handled these other things. So Mm -hmm. uh, that's generally kind of the way it happens. And and the only thing that has happened this session so far is that things are moving at half the pace they've moved at in the past. Um, And you ran. One of the things you pointed out when you ran was they're not passing their Republican priorities, mm-hmm. right? I mean, you literally yeah. ran that. Uh, yeah. So we're not passing Republican priorities. Now we're moving half the speed we normally move. It would actually be quite logical to say that puts Republican priorities in jeopardy. <laughs> when y'all are moving full steam ahead, we don't get GOP priorities, let alone half the speed. Yeah. And, and my concern is that with everything going on and these other issues that are right in front of everyone, like just happened, they're pushing those things in front of our Republican priorities. And what's even more frustrating, if, if House Bill 3 was to pass, no mm-hmm. amendments were added, um, or let's say amendments were added, but just block vote. Mm-hmm. It passes like it is. We didn't necessarily make government overreach any better. Well, and so we would have offered a something that really 
just is a platform for the next level of tyranny. Yep. I mean, is all it would be. Yep. I know you've talked a lot about small businesses and and if you're a small business right now and, and you're looking at House Bill three, you're basically saying my entire existence is at the whim of the governor of Texas at any time. I mean, literally, because this guy, yeah, and the CDC, because if the CDC or the governor of Texas say anything about my business, I have to abide by it, or now I'm civilly liable for all this stuff. Yeah. Now I could get sued. And and today, if a business opens up, arguably, there aren't a bunch of lawsuits against all these businesses that open up and maybe didn't follow CDC protocols exactly. But in the bill's current form, golly, you're about to put every single business in Texas under whatever Anthony Fauci says to do. I mean, right, it's like whatever. And, and think about that. you got big big business. They have corporate attorneys. They have, yep. They're going to be taken care of. They're going to be fine. They're going to figure out how to settle, whatever. You know, yep. They'll be fine. A small business owner that's just trying to put food on the table, create mm-hmm. their little business, maybe hit it big, those people don't have money for an attorney. And, and, it, and as I always mention, what makes us great is the fact that we have a, a big, a large middle class. As long as we have a large middle class, we will have a great economy. We'll have a lot of great things in America and in Texas. When we get rid of that large middle class, we're going to have the same makeup of a socialist country Mm. that has no middle class, Mm. a large poor class and a small upper class. Yep. And, and then there's, that's bad news for all Texans. Mm. And so it comes back to that liberty to operate their business, provide um, an environment, which small business owners were already doing it, provide a safe environment to do business with them. Every restaurant owner wants people to come in and think, man, this place is clean. I can't wait to eat yep. here. Right? I mean, yep. they, they want yep. them to think that. Let small business owners come up with solutions mm-hmm. for people to feel safe and continue to do business with them. We are in no way operating like that. We're telling them shut down. It's it's more important to to stay safe than operate your business. And now we're seeing a different definition of safe. I mean, we were originally told all these people were going to die. It wasn't even close. It's still sad anybody that did die through this. Mm -hmm. But it wasn't the threat they gave. And they originally were coming up on the the one-year anniversary of the two-week shutdown. And and we had – we were talking about how many people were going to die. And now all we're talking about is number of cases. Mm-hmm. And they, they've changed the goalpost, so mm-hmm. to speak, on what we're talking about. And, and the whole time, our personal liberties are in jeopardy. The left is continuing to advance their agenda. Mm. D.C. is continuing to advance their agenda with executive or- orders, et cetera. And, and what are we doing? Mm-hmm. That's... That's the thing that has me concerned and has many others concerned is we are not standing up. We're not fighting. We're not trying to advance. It's almost like we're embarrassed of the principles we say we believe in, and we don't think they're a good fix. I don't know. Maybe that's it, but it's frustrating to me because we have the solutions. Individuals have the solutions, and they have the right to live their life without someone telling them, no, stay home while this whole other group of people yep. can. Last question, and we'll wrap this up. Um, you know, you ran for office several times. You're here. You're a couple months in. What are what are some of your t- – is it anything like what you thought it was going to be? Is it similar? Is it different? What What is hmm. – what's similar? What's different? Well, I knew I'd be dealing with 
people and personalities. Mm -hmm. And I knew I'd be dealing with people who have their own agenda. And so I, I knew that. Um, uh, I, I knew how I think and that I care about priorities, free, free market economics, individual liberty. I, I care and believe in those things. But I thought, I mean, anyway, I thought things were going to be just a challenge, whatever, if you want to call it a challenge. But when I, the coronavirus stuff happened, shut down, government overreach, and then we have, mm-hmm. you know, Biden just yep. going crazy. And we have the left with all the, the bills they filed up in, up in D.C., that they, what they want to do to our Second Amendment and mm-hmm. other things. I thought there would be more people have a little bit more urgency. Now, the, the public, the voters that sent me here and friends and others, they have urgency. They're like, we've got to do something now. Yep. Everything's at jeopardy, yep. in jeopardy. But it doesn't seem like there's any sense of urgency. It's like we've had a, these major problems, and then we have these things keep changing, and we're operating like we did 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. We have way more issues. I mean, uh, like I mentioned, yep. the bathroom bill. Remember, that was controversial, the bathroom bill. Well, now we have children that Republicans chose not to fight on yep. that. Yep. And now we have children going through gender modification. Well, yep. I wouldn't say we won that one. Yep. I wouldn't say we held ground on that one. Yep. We lost a lot of ground on that. And we can go through a lot of issues. Yep. People are getting pummeled with property taxes. So that's my thing. I'm, I'm hoping as time goes on, there'll be more urgency yep. from more and more of my colleagues. There's some yep. there. I'm not alone. But I was just, I was, I guess I was expecting more. And I was expecting um, the overreach of Joe Biden and others to maybe unify us mm-hmm. more. Yep. And right now, I don't think we're there to yep. where we're unified with the same, you know, enemy and then yep. a push on ideas and policy. I, we're not there yet. Yeah, no, and and that's helpful for Texans to know because one of the things I know we have listeners all across the state and they want to see results out of the legislature. And, um, you know, you and I have talked for a long time about how Democrats are often more serious about their ideas. And that's mm-hmm. not just an indictment on the Texas legislature. That's literally an indictment on the Republican Party as a nation, right? I mean, mm-hmm. when Democrats take over a state, they've got a large list of things they want to do, right? And Republicans often are in control. And you spend a lot of time talking about what you're going to do to stay in control, mm-hmm. right? And so that's kind of a Republican versus Democrat thing when it comes to generally how they handle power. Um, to your point, we cannot address the bathroom bill, but the issue is not going away. And we've got hundreds of kids being having their genitals mutilated mm-hmm. as young teenagers who have been indoctrinated since they were two, three, four, brainwashed by these adults, you know, who mm-hmm. um, and then you have all sorts of other issues that are continuing to come to the surface. Somebody's property taxes were high 10 years ago. They're getting taxed out of their home today. Right? I, I know. Mean, and and so I, mean, you I go, don't know where we've actually held ground. Be like, OK, guys, we we've really put up a good defense and we're in a good spot from where we were 10 years ago. We're actually in a worse spot. Yep. On many issues. Here. So so to your point, there's a lot of those issues. And I'm grateful for you coming in. I know things are about to pick up in a pretty serious way. So the legislature is going to be dealing with all sorts of things. You're going to be in the middle of that. And uh, we might have another opportunity or two to have you back in and talk during the session. So thanks for stopping by, Brian. All right. Thank you. 
Thank you for listening to The Luke Messias Show. This program is brought to you by Scorecard Media. Check out texasscorecard.com to read up on all things Texas. Scorecard Media has other podcasts as well. Yeah, they're not as good as this one, but you should still check them out. Honestly, though, visit texasscorecard.com to see all the content they're producing on a daily basis. If you'd like our podcast to grow, please consider subscribing to the show on whatever platform you listen on and leave a review. That helps others find the content we're producing. Thank you. God bless you and God bless Texas. Texas.